and welcome to the final wrap-up of Yahweh Reddit's analysis on James Dashner's The Maze Runner series. Oh! That was a little bit of a roller coaster. I'm one of your hosts, Maggie. And I'm also one of your hosts. My name's Laura. And this is exactly what we just said. It's a recap of The Maze Runner. I love that you said analysis. It made us sound so educated and sexy and smart. I don't know. I worked really hard on these interview questions for a and A. I'm doing like later on, so I'm in. I'm in philosophers. The philosopher's stone. Are mode. you interviewing a philosopher? No, I'm interviewing. Um, like, like actually, it's kind of cool. Um, I guess I'll plug them. This this archive called the Otherness Archive, and it is one Ooh. of the first film archives that spotlights short films and full length films that are made by trans mask or like butch more on the gender spectrum so cool meg i can't wait to hear all about it very exciting it uh went on the internet like january 31st so it's pretty pretty new but i pretty new pretty fresh i was trying to sound very smart to them today so i am hey a smart person mode the people would say i mean good thing you're in a smart person mode because we're about to be the two smartest people on this podcast talking about the maze runner Oh, thank God, because I really thought the third person was going to be the Yeah, honestly, person. I'm so glad the third person didn't show up today. They suck. Yeah, seriously. Yes, uh, that is what we are doing. We are talking about James Dashner's The Maze Runner series and its subsequent books, Scorch Trials, Death Cure, Kill Order, and Fever Code. But not The Maze Cutter. We refuse to read the, the third prequel, the sixth book. Nah, we we kind of wanted to tap out of the universe for a bit, and honestly, I did. Like, I, I thought, okay, and this is on me. I thought the Maze Cutter was like a graphic novel, and I was like, well, we don't need to read a graphic novel. So, like, that's also on me for just being ignorant and just going with my assumption. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of. I mean, it's nice too the amount of people who asked us if we were reading the Maze Cutter because it means people are listening yeah, to it us. It was at least two or three. <laughs> It was at least two or three. And yes, we are on texting terms and these are friends of ours, but it's still fans of the podcast. Hey, fans can be friends. Think about that. That's true. And some of these fans who texted us, their dads also listen to this. So shout out to all the Yahweh Reddit daddies. We'd love to give it up for Alan, our friend's dad that (laughs) listens to this podcast. Uh, I don't even know. Okay. I don't even know where to begin like with, with this book series, if that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like, I feel like a lot happened. I liked a lot of it. The prequels I'm iffy about. Yeah. But, um, we were talking off the mic, um, about, um, Teresa's character and if she was supposed to be bad. And I and you were more convinced, like, oh, and Teresa's supposed to be bad. I'm less convinced that she was supposed to be bad. I think I was led astray often in this series. Yeah. When she said Wicked is good the first time we initially meet her, and that is what is written on her arms. I was like sus about this girl. And then later on, I was like, okay, so she has a bit of a convoluted reasoning for believing Wicked is good, and maybe mm-hmm. we'll get to learn it. Yeah. And I didn't ever really get any idea of her thinking Wicked was good besides the fact that they saved them, uh, saved them in parentheses, from a completely disease ravaged world. Yeah. Um, And it seemed like a lot of her gratitudes and especially in the Fever Code, the fifth one, 
um, were just because, like, they were saved, you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like we never really got what we needed from Teresa's character. And it's interesting that we're starting this conversation talking about Teresa's character, even though the book's mainly about Thomas. But... But um, I will say, I just coughed into my mic. That was so gross. I will say, um, Teresa's, it's interesting because like we got so much of her. She is the only person that is in all five books. And I feel like we know her the least, um, Mm -hmm. which is weird to me. But I think the biggest thing that's standing out in my brain is in the first three books, like it is really, really like hit home that Thomas and Teresa have this like sort of romantic relationship uh, that they're both kind of finding again, even though, you know, they they lost their memories. But but um in like the the fifth book, which is like the really the story of Teresa and Thomas becoming friends and building the maze, they're not like romantic at all. So it's like, where did that come from? Because it kind of was hinted at the the books, like they kind of had this like long kind of loving relationship. And they kind of didn't really it did they didn't really seem to like like each other. In the fifth book, it was just kind of like, well, you two are friends because we're making you friends. Yeah, it seems like they were just friends because of circumstance. They were the two smartest yeah. people. They were isolated from the entire community. Um, and we didn't even get, like, maybe they were going to hold hands. Maybe they hug or share a moment where they kiss. I mean, they're 14, so maybe they yeah. shouldn't. But it was never established. And similarly i don't think the triangle on either side of the little three tips of a triangle i don't think any of it worked with the love triangle that james dashner was trying to set because with brenda too brenda has ulterior motives and we never figure out what it is yeah we were going to i thought that these prequels were going to be sequels because she was so damn sus in the brenda is so here Yes, I completely agree. And like, I cannot, I still remember when you pointed out, like, we never really know how old Brenda is. Cause I'm like, you're right. They never tell us like, oh yeah, she's about our age. Like when I first met her, I thought she was like, maybe like 25 uh, mm-hmm. at the youngest. And then they were like kind of having a romantic thing. And I was like, is she younger? But we're never, it's never confirmed. Um, and yeah. And I think Brenda was really an unnecessary character. I really wish that he would have just rode with like, kind of like this Teresa and Thomas still finding each other in the face of danger. I don't know why he went down this route of like, but Teresa's maybe good, maybe bad, but is she still hot? Here's Brenda. And like, what kind of name is Brenda? I know it's, it's insane. The grip that having two love interests interests had on especially 2010s young adult media. And I wonder yeah. if that was kind of a deciding point for him being like, I got to throw another love interest in there. I just have to. got to intro Brenda, who is somehow less thought out or yeah. even more thought out than Teresa. Because they also, I feel like, um, you know, the two titular young adult novels that we'll always return to in terms of love triangles, which was The Hunger Games and Twilight, at least those people represented two different partners you could take. Twilight were two different toxic guys, uh, different sides of the same coin. Hunger Games? Listen, ride or die PETA, ride or die PETA, still don't really get what Gail offered besides being comfortable, but also wanting to return to a comfortable like place when you got to be thrown into saving for your life. I also kind of wouldn't want to think about PETA. I'd want Gail as like a escaped. 
Brenda or Teresa really didn't serve any different they're like, kind of they're relationship. So, it's, it's weird that they both gave so little. I would argue Teresa gave a little bit more, but it's like Brenda was so just like there. And I think that's the thing that makes me like most like irritated that she had to be like included where it's just like, so she just can like fly a, a blimp. That's her thing. Yeah. I do. I think too that like the reason we started with Teresa actually makes a lot of sense because the prequels, I would say focused True. more on her than Thomas. At well, times. yeah, because I mean, death. We cured. have a whole one of her origin. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say that it's not death. It is death. You, you know, it's that? kill order. Oh. I always can books three through five. James Dashner, what are you doing? Um, the titles are so confusing. But um, yeah. yeah, we got a, like an entire Teresa origin story again. But it's just it, it felt weird. That book felt so out of place to me still. Like, I feel like I'm trying to erase it from my brain. And I feel like I kind of have. The things that stick out to me from that book are, like, the the bits that we were rolling with when um, the guy and the girl were invading the building. And, like, that was so funny to me. <laughs> In Kill Order? Yeah. When we were talking oh, about it with Nate. When they, when they were, like, sailing on the boat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a great time. Yeah, I, we had fun. I liked Kill Order as a book, surprisingly, but it just doesn't fit in a, oh, the series. Yeah, and I think that's what made me kind of steer away from it because it was just not what I needed with what was going on. Like there were so many questions, yeah, and um, and I didn't get any answers. You were saying before we started recording that you wanted to bring something up on the podcast. That was what I wanted to bring up. I wanted to bring up uh, the fact that uh, the Teresa relationship is so romantic in the three books. And it's kind of hinted that they've had this long-term romance. And then we don't really get a re- an origin for that at all. And that's what I wanted to talk about. And we nailed it. I'm curious how they adopted it, adapted it to the movies. And then also, were you ever expecting Galley to play a bigger part? in the books I remember I like because I read the first three books when I was younger um Mm -hmm. and I remember Galley coming back so that's why like I when I when Galley originally died in the first book I was like I think he's not actually dead and so when he comes back in book three I was like okay hell yeah and I I was right but I definitely remember the movies making him more of a character uh vaguely but yeah he's he's a weird antagonist to kind of have because I guess like when I really think about it I don't really understand the purpose of Galley either (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of expecting him to play more of a role with Wicked when he left and yeah it could have been something to flesh out but I think I would was fine either way with where his character went I just with how much time they gave him in the first book I thought there was gonna be a bit more which yeah. now I'm wondering what are your feelings on our first male protagonist Thomas? I was just gonna say that Meg Aww. Wow. um we did it um we did it after years of this podcast we finally had our first male protagonist I know um, I'm so proud of us um I Thomas is is Thomas he I wish he didn't have such like a savior complex mm. And I wish he had, like, 
more flaws because I feel like James Dashner wrote him as just kind of like a yeah he lost his memories but he's gonna do his best and I was like and that's great like it's great to have somebody who's going to always try to help people even in the face of just extreme dangers but Thomas doesn't have like anything wrong with him he's the smartest kid He's also really hot. He gets the girl. He gets two girls when nobody else gets any. That is so funny you bring that up because as someone who is a voracious reader, as I would say, I always feel like male authors, when they are writing fiction, they suffer from this disease. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, which is just like they, they want to put themselves into a character and only like exhibit the best of what they don't have or like what they want to be and then it completely leaves all room for no no humanity to exist because I mean we are our flaws and our mistakes yeah and you know you can only you can only be so two-dimensional if it's just you're always boasting about the things you're doing well yeah and I mean Katniss was a hardhead and you know Tally it was so far back that I don't like she had she had her problems with Shay and also seemed really angry and like thrown into this role that like she didn't want to have and Thomas in a way is also thrown into this role he goes up in the box and he's just in there but all of a sudden he just knows how to do everything yeah there's no stumbling he's just good at everything and it's like can you be bad at something? And I think that's why I like Mino so much as a character. And I kind of wish we saw even more of him because Mino is somebody who uh, not only has flaws, but he takes action and he deals with his consequences of when things don't go his way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love it. Like like the entire story of like, uh, you know, the dead griever and then the griever he takes to, to the leader to see and then the leader gets stabbed and he has to kind of deal with that guilt. And then, like, when he tries to fight Jorge in book two, and he's, like, now being threatened to have his fingers cut off. Like, all of that was way more interesting than, like, anything Thomas, like, just did. I know. And even Newt being kind of the sacrificial lamb. And just in death cure, having to not only succumb to um, the the flare, but then also just, like, having to live in isolation and just that pure rage and, like, yeah sadness when they go and visit him in the crane palace like yeah it's just it uh, the humanity is like being angry about your situation and then also being like like a tinge of sadness and how you act on that yeah yeah newt's an interesting character because i was i remember the first time i read this book being pissed that they killed newt off because it felt just kind of like um for show and when I read it again it kind of just felt like a, can you believe we're doing this and it's like yeah I can because this book just keeps trying to out like one-up itself um and I just like I get why because it's like it's a disease but but I yeah. feel like there could have been a better way you know I know like maybe leave it well I, I think I would have wanted some closure I think if they just never had him die there was just there's no emotion to his death it was just him yelling kill me over and over again and then thomas eventually doing it why don't we get like tears streaming down his face you know why do we just get like such primal rage i want him to be like fighting within himself against this 
sort of a thing like wanting to live and just knowing there's no way it can happen yeah yeah it's like yeah we needed more it felt like we focused so much on action the later the series went and Mm -hmm. less on like the feeling of everything which is an interesting choice but like I say uh James Dashner did suffer from I've got a movie deal so I can write whatever the fuck I want yeah I do have to say visually he did a really good job like I don't think I've had this much fun visually with the world Hunger Games doesn't count because Hunger Games is just on a completely different level yeah I was gonna say I would compare this to the uglies in terms of visually it seemed very like like I got very foresty vibes from it don't know where that came because they're literally in the desert but I feel like the maze always gave me like a forest aesthetic that's really funny I I could really visualize the world very very well I agree world building was was great I feel like where James Dashner did fall flat was describing all of these action scenes because it started to get just like really confusing of like who's fighting who where did they find this weapon what's going on someone slid over a table etc etc but other scenes were written very very well and I will give him that um but yeah it's it's like we keep talking about we want to watch the movies and it's like I do because I really want to see what they like left out because I'm sure it had to be so much yeah, well, I know when we had Nate on, he was saying that Chancellor Page and also Teresa, they flush out a lot because, yeah. again, the women do not have speaking parts really at all. Well, it's a boys-only book, Maggie. <laughs> it really is a boys-only, no girls allowed it's Literally, book. I think the back of the first book is like Thomas wakes up on an island of boys. <laughs> That sounds like my worst nightmare. That's like watching, that's the same kind of Stockholm Syndrome I get watching The Bachelorette. I'm like, God, someone saved this poor girl. And then you like figure out she's there because she wants to be. And I'm like, no, 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 no. She is. (laughs) (laughs) Someone help her. That's so funny. I would love if the Maze Runner first book was also like a Bachelor parody. And there was like these people like, and imagine Teresa just being like, I just feel like he's just more interested in solving the maze than getting to know me. Oh my god. Like if the boys in the maze could somehow film a mockumentary, like their AV yeah. club gets together and they're like, okay, what if we did like just something's telling me like and it's just the idea of the bachelor, but they just like yeah. do a mockumentary. I would love that. I would love that. I would watch that. I would I would have so much fun with that. That's amazing. James Asher should not have written Maze Cutter. He should have consulted Maggie and Laura because we have <laughs> he ideas. Could have, he should have written the Maze Bachelorette. <laughs> He's got the whole setup, which is one person of the opposite sex and then four billion of the other sex. And then, oh my you God. know, they go that's, hog wild. That's so funny. I, it's been, I've been toying with writing a fan fiction for one of our seasons again because I haven't done it in so long. And maybe that's the fan fiction I'll write. It'll just be so chaotically not a part of this universe or anything that could be tangible within it. I but really I, think that that's the move because we were talking about MTV's next last time. Oh my God. What a great show. Great show. Oh, uh, wonderful show. What a wonderful uh, but back, show. Back to the Maze Runner. Overall, where does this series for you stack up in books that we have read? Oh my God. It's getting harder to stack everything because we've read like a lot of series now. We do like dystopian and then maybe try to remember the ones that we read. So we did for dystopian, oh. we did the uglies, we did hunger games. 
And then this is it. This is the three dystopian ones you did. These are the three dystopian. So that's why I was like, Maggie, when you're just racking this up against dystopian books, that's really hard because all of our dystopian seasons have slapped in one way or another. They've all been very good. And I would love to ask the authors if they know going in that they are going to make it political. And if every single element is like stacked against something that could be a comment on whatever is happening in real life. Right. Or if they just start writing like a fantasy sci-fi world and coincidentally it is always going to happenstance that it's going to mirror real life. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, like uh, not to stray too far away from your actual question, but it is weird reading this book about like this disease that's ravaged the world in the age of COVID because it's like that didn't exist at all when this book was written. Yeah. And I mean, even like prior to COVID there, it could be commentary on so many different things, like the lack of resources surrounding mental health. um, And especially like the class warfare that kind of stems from that. Mm -hmm. Um, Not in terms of like a zombie novel, but I think that every zombie novel says that a little bit. Especially like The Last of Us, which I'm watching on HBO Max. Watching oh, that next watch to this was, was, it was way too much, honestly. I was like, that's so funny. We don't got to think about the world then. Too much. Um, okay, but back to ranking this. Yes. That's, Rank it's it. really, really hard because Uglies has such a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. And also, so does Hunger Games. Yeah. But all of the books are well written. And I, but I think I still have to put Hunger Games at the top. I know it is because book two of Hunger Games is amazing. Oh my god, the baby drop, and then also it's a TikTok. TikTok you, on, gonna, on the clock. How are you gonna beat that? Jay, blow that speaker blow up. Speaker up tonight. When you really think about it, all of the lands in the clock in book two of Hunger Games are just like Kesha's song TikTok. It is so funny how we like always come back to hunger games i'm sorry but i just it's it's i don't know how any i don't know i don't know I mean, how yeah, we maybe we cursed ourselves by reading it so soon um <laughs> but it's like hunger games always has something like more to talk about is the thing because all of those characters were so fleshed out so so well except for prim yeah. prim was the least fleshed out character in that series but she also was hardly uh, in the series so that makes sense but um when you compared it to, you know, and it's like, when I really think about it, I think I would have to put Mazer in her last just because Thomas is not really a fleshed out protagonist. And that's me being really nitpicky. Yeah, I guess, you know, with the sands of time, I feel like the Maze Runner might be one that falls to it. Um, and I feel like the uglies really stuck out to me in terms of Shay. Shay to me was so she's a fascinating character relatable Uh. because like the the rejection you feel especially as like a young woman yeah her feels you do so much unhinged stuff because all of your emotions are a hundred and yeah angry you're pissed so i always really liked shay in those books and i felt really fucking bad that she had to succumb to um the the specials order in the end because it just yeah. felt like that was like the progression and not one that she wanted because she yeah. was so liberated and free in the beginning yeah no i i really think shay is truly one of like the best like f- friend characters we've gotten 
Yeah. Um, Because she's, again, she's so fleshed out. And it's like, even though she's not in the books a ton, it's just like anytime she's there, it's with such meaning and purpose. And it means, yeah, it's just so, so good. Um, But yeah, yeah, it's like when I think more about Thomas, I'm like, he really like, he did a lot, but it's like he always knew exactly what to do. And then when you think about Mark in the prequel, he was just like Thomas (laughs) 2.0. I know. And like, I mean, that's the thing too about this being like a male protagonist and with the uglies and Shay and Tally, there's so much depth to female friendships and there's so much jealousy and insecurity. And it's because society pits us against each other that when I read books about guys, I don't have that point of view or perspective. And I really want to know what it feels like. And I don't know if it's because we've been conditioned to be like, oh, guys being close are, like, gay and had that mindset in the early 2000s, 2010s. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I I really want the depth, depth and emotional um, intelligence and, like, connection between guys because I do want to know what it's like. There's so many things yeah. that, like, hold you back that, like, sometimes I think you can pour emotion into these dystopian books because there's so much emotion. Your whole world has just ended. And I I got no emotion in the Maze Runner, and I really yeah. wanted it. Yeah, I would say we got a little bit in the first book with like Thomas's relationship with Chuck. Oh yeah, that was but sweet. but it was like interesting to be like we have all of these guys that are like obviously they're all working towards the same thing, but like we don't really see anybody like break down or ask questions or like team up really it just felt like kind of like a yep we're all here to solve the maze it's just it was I agree with you it's really interesting that we didn't really get to see like anybody having those really bad days of like loneliness and longing and I just felt like there were so many moments for them to vocalize point blank I'm scared yeah and I think a lot of their tears were just, I hate them. I hate Wicked. And Yeah. Yeah. And Thomas was scared true. for like a day. And then he was like, I think I've been here before. I know exactly how to solve this. And it's like, well, okay. <laughs> and the boys are back in town. Are the boys back in town if they never truly left? That's Thomas. Wow. I, I know. It's almost like, I, I really liked the second book of the series too. But it's like, I also wonder what would have happened if like they stayed in the maze for the entire series. So like all three books were in the maze and they maybe book two is when they like bring girls in and then maybe book three is when they finally get to solve it or something of like what that kind of um, world would have played out to be. Cause I feel like that could have been an interesting thing to do too. But, yeah. but what do I know? I'm just, I'm just a reader. <laughs> I know it was fun. I do kind of hope that we do a bit more male protagonist ones. Cause it's, it's just so different than like what I'm used to. Yeah, I agree. I was really excited. I never read The Maze Runner, so I was really excited for this one. Um, yeah. I, mean, I didn't even fun. know if like, I finished the first book when I was little. Man, that's on uh, you. I mean, all I remember was Teresa coming up in the elevator, and I didn't remember Chuck died or anything. Yeah, like, I only remember Chuck died when it happened. I was like, oh, shoot, I remember this. Yeah, um, but moving up to it, I was, was just like, like la, 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 la. I'm reading a book. Um, But yeah. Yeah, we should find more male protagonist books. I'm sure we will. Hey, well, I'm sure we will, bud. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Um. Okay, we do have to do our canceled character of the series and our justice for character of the series. We don't want to forget to do those. 
a canceled character of the series. God, I don't even know. I mean, I feel like it's so hard because they're like I want to say one of the guys, but I I kind of feel like. Listen, I just, I did not know where we were going with the Brenda thing. I did not know. I was honestly thinking Brenda too. And I was like, this is weird. Cause I was like, okay, I could say like Ratman. I could say Galley. I could say Wicked as a whole, but something about not knowing Brenda's motives at all. And also how old she is. It's creepy and predatory to me. Yeah. I mean like Wicked's always the easier answer and we cannot give the people the easier answer. No. I just think, I think Brenda eluded me and... I did not know why she was in the book. I did not understand it. I thought the age gap was a little bit strange. At first I was all, I was ride or die, Brenda. She's got, she was. I know. I remember that. That was, that was a, I'm going to forgive you for your sins on being ride or die, Brenda. I like to be contrarian. What can I say? Honestly, the the nail in the coffin for me with Brenda is um, book five really destroys any kind of um, pro I could find because. We find out that Brenda obviously had met Thomas before going to the Scorch, and then she never mentions it to him once when she meets him. And that's, like, really sadistic in a way to me, to Mm -hmm. be like, you know, like, she wasn't even like, she was like, no, don't get your memories back. It's totally fine. I know a guy. Like, very, very just weird. A lot of her thought processes now knowing what we know now because of the prequel doesn't make sense. No, they really don't. Um, I guess then consequentially, what is the justice for? Oh man, I don't know. Cause I was gonna, I was leaning towards saying Teresa, but I feel like in the prequels, I just, the prequels confused me so much on Teresa. Yeah. Teresa in the books, I think her death really sucked. And I would say justice. Yeah, I forgot she died. Oh my God. Well, it was so fast. It was so fast. And the, also the fact that, yeah, Thomas didn't have any reaction to Teresa dying was weird. Um, maybe he does deserve Brenda. Honestly, a part of me wants to say justice for Newt. Because I feel yeah. like he wasn't really given, like, the storyline he deserved. And, you know, Tumblr would agree with you. Because that was how I got his death spoiled, was trying oh, to promote our podcast. That, I forgot that happened to you, Meg. I'm so scrolling sorry. Scrolling through. And I said, Laura, how far are you? And you said, I finished. And I said, you'll never guess what I just got. Yeah. And then Maggie, me. yeah, I remember you telling me that you're like, you're never going to guess what I just spoiled. And I go, I know exactly what you just spoiled for yourself. Because <laughs> I can tell by your reaction. Hey, uh, Tumblr would agree with you. They were also really upset about Newt's I mean, death. He, Newt was a really like good character. He was very sage. Uh, and I liked him. But also her part of me could say justice for Chuck. And then his little pig laugh. <laughs> you know, Chuck was really sweet. And this may upset some of you guys, but I did think Chuck was useless. I think Chuck was going to die at some point. Yeah, Chuck was Chuck was like a, a pointless comedic relief character. Um, and I love when comedic relief characters exist and have purpose, but he did not. Like, is it um, better he went by a griever than get zapped by lightning in the score trials? <laughs> that would not have been good. Chuck like, I think won the smithereens. Thomas <laughs> wouldn't have cared either way. If you had to see me go via death by one of the chosen deaths, so you either get like the bulb monster at the <laughs> end of the sword channels, you get a crank, eats me, I guess, um, lightning, a griever, 
Um, oh, the ball, the the death ball on my head. Um, oh, oh, the trans vice where it just you, I get vaporized. Oh, that's okay. not fair. I feel like that one would be the easiest to see. Yeah, well, but seeing a loving friend go, which one would be the worst, and honestly, which one would be like okay? I feel like the most okay one would be lightning because I feel like it'd be over quick. You're gonna you're gonna see me cooked alive. Well, yeah, but you're gonna be blown to smithereens immediately. You're thinking that's less traumatizing than me just being transviced? Just, just. Well, we weren't counting transviced because that's in the prequels. Okay, we won't count that one. I'm not counting transviced. Um, but out of everything in like the first books, because Griever, you're gonna like slowly go insane, or it's going to be a slow kill. Cranks are a slow kill. You're gonna be yeah. slowly eaten. Uh, and then the little cyborg bold guys at the end of book two. Um, I feel like that would have been painful too. And the ball thing, how scary would that have been? It just eats your face and then swallows you whole. Yeah, I think I, I would want to go by lightning too. I guess what would you want to see me go as if you're not pro lightning? <laughs> I think lightning does feel the most natural. Okay, is that the one you'd say you want me watch me die as? I think I think I would watch you, yeah. I think that lightning would be pretty a-okay like if you could get shot by wicked that would be like i'd be like oh okay that's you know she was there's nothing yeah. she could do about that <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah most ideal is watching me get shot by wicked okay 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 yeah yeah you know as you do my my best case for you is getting just pushed out of a bird window that's been crashed open with a hammer Oh, the classic bird window death. Uh, the one oh, man. And we had we had too, too many, apparently. That's what do so you think funny. your role would have been in the Glade? Oh, that's a great question. Honestly, I think I probably would have been a runner. Oh, well, I guess we are young. So I'm thinking of yeah, the physical. And I, used to, and I was a really a good runner. And I feel like I would have uh, did that. I love a puzzle. I think I would have tried to cook. Yeah. Maybe I would have done that. Or maybe I would have done like... um. The planting, the gardening. Oh, you all. Oh, I guess I was like, I wouldn't mind working with animals, but would you also have to work in the slaughterhouse too? Yeah, I think it's a twofer. Unless like you only get to feed and hang out with them, then I would take that job 100%. Yeah, that's true. You know, in the end, maybe it's good that they were in the Glade and they were in Wicked because they completely missed low-rise jeans. Well, oh, I guess they're boys. Well, did they come back though? Because Mikey, this book takes place in the future. Oh, you're right. I was thinking of there's, when it was written. There's nothing against or for low rise jeans in the books. Everybody could have been walking around with the lowest cut jeans, and we'll never know because James Dashner never confirmed nor denied. I guess the low rise jeans for boys was puka shawl necklaces. Wow. Everybody in the maze. <laughs> like, the maze of uh, Mino handing out, like, here's your book pack, here's your watch, here's your puka shell necklace. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's so funny. That's the analysis. That's the analysis of the Maze Runner series. Yeah. More puka shells. To be a puka is to be a low rise of girls. Wow. Damn. We said it. Yeah. Wow. I'm really trying to think of closing thoughts on this series. I mean, I liked it for what What We didn't confirm our Justice 4 character. We got sidetracked. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, God. You said Chuck? Where are you going to go with Chuck? I, I think I'm going to go with Newt. I think I'm going to ch- do the, the fan favorite, get us some five-star reviews and say Newt. You're welcome, fans. Hey, we need more on Spotify, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also think that I will 
concede to Newt. I really, I would have said Teresa if it wasn't for the prequels. I think the yeah, prequels I, I honestly I hate unlikable. the prequels for making us question her character, and I, I, di- I dislike it. Yeah, like James Dashner, you don't give girls any speaking roles, and then like the one one where we're like, oh, okay, that's kind of sad. You go in the prequels, and it's like, was she evil the whole time? Yeah, and it's like, or was she brainwashed, and we never get the answer? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, because. It ends on like an email from her and Aris and Ava Page or whatever being like, yeah. we have done what we needed to do. It is okay that yeah. we have over people. like, Ava Page was good at the end of book three and then she was evil the whole time. Like, that shit didn't make any sense, James Dashner. What the hell are you doing? I know. I have no idea. It is kind of interesting. <laughs> I wonder if now I'm just new, completely new thought when everyone thought that the world was going to end in 2012 if that's why there was so many dystopian novels coming out honestly in like maybe i wouldn't put it past so many that's so true but also we love a dystopian world that is true yeah so i guess what were your feelings overall then say like a a thumbs up like I had fun reading these books I had less fun with the prequels but like they weren't horrible um the the books one and two they were they went hard I feel like I was I was having a ball I read both of those books so fast and then book three I was like eh but um but yeah Yeah. I was having I had a lot of fun this season it made a lot of sense why they made them into movies because I could see it having a lot of commercial success um yeah, like, I feel like this was the indie commercial success, the underbelly of the Hunger Games. Um, and so true. It was good. It was pretty good. I liked Yay. it. Yay! I would we... give it a solid seven. No, six point five out of ten. Well, no, no, no. I will. I will try to take my prequels out of my head. I think I'll give it a seven. I'll give it a seven out of ten. I think. I think seven's a really fair rating for like just the main trilogy. Yeah, and I honestly think if Death Cure was better, I would have given it like an eight. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, hell yeah. Meg, we did it. Should we talk about our next season? Should we? Should yeah. we? We always, we always do. So what are we doing for our next season, Laura? <laughs> what, are, to you. what are we doing for our next season, Meg? What if we just kept asking each other back and forth? Hey, I'm here for it. I'm sure the viewers aren't. The viewers aren't. They are not here for this or us. Well, no, because you picked the series, so you should be the one to announce it. Okay, Laura and I have just made the executive decision, and I was not sure if Laura wanted to. But I wasn't sure if what we. I thought we agreed. I okay. This is perfect. We for the next season, we will be doing the Netflix hit show. We are going to go in a new direction with you by Caroline. Her last name starts with a K. Five Caroline, one name only. Yes. Pepnies. So Kepnis? 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 I, I Kepnis? don't know. But we're yeah, we're gonna we're gonna experiment a little bit and then do some YA after dark and uh talk about you. Um yes. it's gonna be a, a good three book season and we're gonna have some fun with it. So that's what will be coming. Yeah, we kind of figured this was Meg's choice because it seemed like the like the constellations were lining up perfectly because part one of season four of you comes out on my birthday. Yeah, I need the to. new book comes out in April, so we were like, it seems like something is telling us we got to try out. Here. Yeah, so we're gonna do the first three books because we're obviously gonna be done before that fourth book. Maybe we'll come back and do the fourth book, um, but we're gonna see how this goes. <laughs> that's how that's how we should approach every season. We'll see how this goes. 
And then readers, we got the rest of the year stacked. We got a lot of hot shit. Oh, we got some hot shit coming this season. This is the season of Yah. We read it. We read it. And if you want to keep up with this season of Yah, we read it and future seasons of Yah, we read it. It is Yah, we read it. It's it's hot girl summer. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Yah, we read it and TikTok. On Instagram, we are Maggie underscore and underscore Laura. And maybe if you're feeling extra crazy, like your fingers can't stop tapping, tap those fingers on your computer keys and send us a nice email at present at gmail.com. Yeah, we are here and we just want love and And when you're here, your family. When you hear your family, we want more queer characters. What can we say? Sorry, it's hard to Yeah, that. sorry for that one negative review we got on Apple Pods that we want more queer representation in media. Uh, how horrible for us. It was, hey, you know, I get it. But as a, as a, it, it was like a it, it, pseudo nice, but it was like, maybe don't talk she about it. She gave us two stars. It was kind of mean. As a, as a queer person, I just, you know, really, really want it. And we might be also be doing some queer stuff later on. So very excited. That's a great way to end the season. Love it. Say love it. Love it. All right. Say love. Seize the day. Carpe diem. <laughs>